Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 what is going on? Kingdom Influencing Nation, how are you today? I thank God that you tuned in to listen to this podcast again today. I appreciate you so very, very much, all of the listening audience, all the members of KIP Nation around the world. Listen, we are a few weeks away from Thanksgiving and uh, a time that we will be thankful and grateful for all of the things that God has done for us. Hopefully there'll be some family members that you can uh, rekindle relationships with, that you can share love with, that you can share food and fellowship with. I pray that you have a blessed, blessed Thanksgiving in advance. If you're going to do a big dinner, I would suggest that you go out and get your food now. Because if you wait a couple of days before Thanksgiving, it will be tight. Uh, that That's just a, a free tidbit that might help you just a little bit. Hey, I want to send a shout out uh, to New Vision International Ministries. And uh, they're celebrating this weekend their 23rd anniversary, their 23 years in existence. Um, this is the church that I co-founded along with Bishop Vaughn McLaughlin and my wife, Lady Sharon Calhoun. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful people in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, just recently purchased a brand new facility, over 65,000 square feet in the heart of Bridgeport, Connecticut. They were wonderful pastor, lead pastors, uh, Dexter Upshaw and Lindsay Upshaw. Uh, they are my spiritual sons and daughters and my successors, and I am so grateful to have them in my life. I appreciate uh, them uh, celebrating me. As a matter of fact, my wife and I were just up there last weekend, and they celebrated my 10th anniversary as the bishop uh, duly consecrated bishop in the Lord's Church, and it was a wonderful, wonderful moment and occasion for me, particularly since I kind of forgot uh, that my anniversary had rolled around on me again, and I can't believe it's been uh, 10 years, uh, matter of fact, since Sandy, that was the same year Sandy came, a matter of fact, 
we did my consecration exercises right in the middle of that uh, hurricane. Uh, I don't want to say it wasn't. Well, it was still going, but it, it was kind of the aftermath of Sandy and the staff of New Vision International Ministries and uh, New Vision friends of New Vision International Ministries poured in from around the country. The staff worked unceasingly and entirely, uh, most of the times in the dark, by generator, by flashlight, by faith. And the grace of God was upon us, and believe it or not, we pulled off one of the uh, most fantastic, most blessed, uh, kingdom-oriented uh, consecrations for a bishop. And it tremendously, as I look back on it, it tremendously blessed my life and altered the trajectory of my life. And I thank God for all of the bishops that came from near and far to be a part of that. And my family and friends and everyone who was there to celebrate the moment. Uh, it was a really, really, really nice occasion. The banquet, Dion Kipping uh, was the musical guest. Uh, Relentless Church Pastor John Ray was our MC. It was a tremendous uh, afternoon and I was just blessed to be surrounded by my family, my mom, who is deceased now, my dad, and a lot of my family members. It was a great opportunity, and I, I tell you, life is about making memories, and so that was a great memory, so I celebrate New Vision for celebrating me, and again, I want to give you a shout out and tell you that God's best and God's greatest and God's grace and the expanding thoughts of the kingdom of God have yet to reach the concepts, the ears and eyes of those at New Vision who love the Lord, but it's coming, and God's going to do a great work through you guys. Happy 23rd anniversary. Hey, today I want to spend some time talking with you um, about a polemical question, a question that's been asked down through the ages, and it, it's simply the question of, what are you searching for? What are you searching for? And I guess the, an addendum to that is if you found it, how is that working for you? How is that working for you? But let's talk about what are you searching for? Many people are searching for many things. I can remember in my youth searching for the next great high, searching for the next great party, searching for the next great event, searching for the next great experience. You know, can I find an experience that was greater than the one before? If I go to 20 concerts and feature the greatest bands of my era, which band was the best? And can, can Gap Band uh, top Rick James? Can Earth, Wind and Fire top Rick James? Can uh, Commodores, top earth, wind, and fire. Can Parliament Funkadelic top the Commodores? It was always a search. And even though I did not realize it at that stage in my life, there was always a search, even in the dating process, always searching for one who was better than the one before that. And it was something that we you get to a place and you start to understand as you mature in life that there's literally nothing new under the sun. But even to this day, there are people we, we're searching, always searching, always looking, 
always looking to feed the flesh, uh, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life always lurk in the, in the dark recesses of our heart. And we look for things that will fulfill uh, these uh, fleshly tendencies. And, and we, we can hardly escape it without the power and the love of God and the direction of God. And that's why we ask God to order our steps. But think about it. Uh, when you went to uh, high school and you were getting ready to graduate, you were looking for either the best branch of military or the best career path or the best college or the best trade school or the best job. You, you, we were always searching for something, the best car, the nicest home, the, the, the most well-mannered children were we're always searching, searching better jobs, better boss, always searching, always looking. And you have to ask yourself a question, though. When you get that, when you get what you thought you wanted, was it worth all you did to get it? And then it, if it seemingly was, how is that working for you? For at the end of the day, a car is a car. Steve Jobs says a car is a metal apparatus that will take you from point A to point B. That's not a quote, but that's a, 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 a roundabout means of saying the same thing he said in his deathbed. Um, you buy a house, uh, whether you buy a house in the field, or buy a house in the country, you buy a house in the city. Eventually, a house is a house. It has bedrooms. It has, may have a living room has, you know, alternative places for you to work, play, and, and study. Uh, but a house is a house. And you just have to ask yourself, you know, what is it that you're searching for? Um, you get a BMW or you get a Toyota. What are you searching for? What 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 is it that drives you? What is it that motivates you? What is it that floats your boat? What is it? People in the drug culture, it's it's love boat one day, which is PCP laced with marijuana. Then it's crack another day. It's fentanyl another day. It's opium another day. It's heroin another day. It's a marijuana another day. It's cocaine another day. I mean, what is it that we're searching for? It's different kinds of beers, different kinds of alcohol, alcoholic beverages. But no matter what we do, at the end of the day, it comes down to the question of what are we searching for? And in some ways, because our search has not uh, given us the results that we wanted to have, what do we do? Uh, we use these items to escape our reality, um, to escape uh, our circumstance, whether it be the use, the, the abuse of sex, uh, the abnormal use of sex, whether it's the abuse of shopping, the, the uh, abuse of relationships, the abuse of, of, of alcoholic beverages, it's some kind of abuse, the abnormal use of something, um, simply because we're trying to escape our current reality. But at the end of the day, after you've done all you can do, what you'll find out is that your reality will still be there. Your reality will not change unless you change. And when you change, 
sometimes you have to stop and analyze the people that you are, uh, are the people that are impacting your life, the people that are influencing your life, the people that are, are, are shaping your reality, the people that, uh, how would you say it, are uh, appeasers. In other words, they just want to appease you. They'll say what you need them to say in order for you to be bathed in your own accolades, even if the accolades really have no credibility in the real world. We have to get to a place where we stop and we analyze where do, what are we doing, where are we going, what type of people do we need to go with us to where we're going, what does our team look like, what do our friends look like, are they really friends? Are they just people that pacify us uh, with kind words? But truth is not necessarily kind words. When people don't tell you the truth and they just tell you what you want to hear, sometimes they're doing more damage than they are good. So we have to have uh, people in our life who speak truth to us, who help us along the way. But I don't want to digress because the question is, after you've done all that you've done, after you've searched for everything that you wanted to search for, after you think you've got what you wanted to get, how is that working for you? And why are we still searching? There's a scripture in the Bible, Matthew 6, 33, that simply says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We need to get to a place in our lives where we're content in the state where we find ourselves. We need to know how both to abound, that is to have all that we can have, and to abase, that is to be in a state where you're just barely making it, but you have what you need. Neither one of these states needs to be a place of, of unfamiliarity to us. We need to be familiar with abasing, and we need to be familiar with abounding, but more than anything, we need to be familiar with the providential care and the providential love of God, which will keep us in an abounding state or in a base state. God will always be with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will be with us always, even until the end of the world. And as you go into this holiday season, I want you to put your searching behind you because the only person that we need to be searching for, the only person that will literally make a difference in our life, the only person that will reveal to us our call in this life, our purpose for living, the only person who will not lie to you but always tell you the truth, the only person that will give you the satisfaction of being with you in season and out of season is in the personage of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the point that I found him, I found out that everything that I was searching for was a sounding brass and tinkling cymbal for the thing that I really, really needed. At the end of the day was not a new drug, was not a new girlfriend, was not a new car, was not a college degree, and there's nothing wrong with some of those things. But what I'm saying to you, the thing that I really needed was an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. 
So as we go into this holiday season, I want to ask you, do you have an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ? I didn't ask you, did you go to church? I did not ask you what your denomination was, whether you were Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Holiness, Church of God in Christ. I did not ask you that. I did not ask you whether or not you sang in the choir, whether you volunteered for any number of 501c3 organizations, nonprofit organizations. I did not ask you that. I ask you, do you have a relationship with God? Do you know who God is? Do you know who his son is? Do you know the power of the Holy Spirit that literally comes into our life when we receive Jesus Christ, when we ask God to send his son, acknowledging that we're sinners, and to send his son to come into our life and be the Lord of our lives. We need to stop searching. The search ends where your understanding of Jesus and the Bible and God begins. Begin to take the time to read the book. Now, let me say something to you because many, many people, many, many people uh, listen to what everyone says about the Bible, but they have never taken the time to read the Bible for themselves. I'm asking you today to take the time to read the Bible for yourself. Allow God to speak to your heart. Allow God to show you who he is. Allow God to introduce himself to you. And then as he introduces himself to you, take the time to begin to absorb that information, that impartation, that inspiration, and ask God to come into your life through the presence of uh, his son, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and be the Lord and Savior of your life. And when you do that, I guarantee you, I did it on a day that I thought I literally was going to take my own life. But God spared my life, gave me an opportunity to meet him in a dorm room on my knees at the tender age of 19. And I can tell you something. If you were to ask me, how is that working for me? I would tell you it has changed my life in such a way to bless me with a wonderful career, a wonderful wife, wonderful children, wonderful grandchildren. I've lived all over the East Coast. I've been blessed in every stretch of the means. Uh, I, I, I just can't tell you how accepting Christ has changed my life. I've seen God heal my body. I've seen God deliver me out of a multitude of crisis situations during the course of my life. I've seen God just love me. And I've seen God demonstrate his love through other people in my life. And I know he cares for me. And I know that his word is true. And I know that he truly exists. And I know that above him there is no other. And I know that I can trust him fully and completely, even when I don't understand what he's doing. Even when I can't trace him, I can trust him. Lean, I can trust him and lean not to my own understanding, 
acknowledging him in all my ways and knowing that he will direct my paths and he never leads me down a path that does not have a beneficial end. It may hurt to go through the process of the path, but when the path is completed and the promise is fulfilled, I guarantee you, you will know that God is not a man that he should lie, neither is the son of man that he should repent. Have he not said it and shall he not do it? He does what he says. What a friend we have in Jesus. That's what the songwriter says. He's truly a friend. During this holiday season between January and Christmas, take the time before this new year comes in. Take the time to get a Bible. Get a net Bible in new, new English translation if you have to. A new King James Version. But get yourself a good Bible. Find yourself a cup of hot cocoa. Open up to the New Testament or the Old Testament, the first chapter of either one, and begin to read on who God is. And then begin to read who Jesus is in the New Testament. Uh, God wrapped in human clothes and human flesh. And allow the Lord to bless your life like he has blessed my life. So again, what are you searching for? I don't search anymore. I know God as my Lord and Savior, and I know that he's got my back. And if he has my back, I'm telling you from experience, he has yours as well. Listen, um, I want to share one thing before I, I, I get off of the uh, air today. Ecclesiastes 1, 9, and 10, uh, reading um, from the message version what was will be again what happened will happen again there's nothing new on this earth year after year it's the same old thing does someone call out hey this is new don't get excited it's the same old story now read that again from the net bible what exists now is what will be and what has been done is what will be done there's nothing truly new on earth. Is there anything about which someone can say, look at this, it is new. It was already done long ago, now before our time. So what am I saying to you? Simply this, there's nothing new under the sun. So stop searching. Find Jesus. Allow Jesus to heal your life and allow Jesus to fill the void in your heart so that you can stop searching and know that your search is over for you have found a friend that is a friend indeed. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I want again wish all of you a wonderful, wonderful week and remember, go and influence the nation.